Welcome everybody to the Still Ticking podcast, where each week we interview a new guest and find out what makes them tick. My name is Cedar Cameron. I am your host. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us for our first episode, and we are so happy, and I'm so happy to have our very first guest uh, on the podcast, Ushme Chakabordi. Hello, thank you so much for having me. This is uh, this is too scary to be the first one. Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm a little scared uh right now too you know i've got a little skeleton for you know what the podcast is gonna look like but yeah um, well we'll figure it out we'll figure it out yeah so uh real quick i just want to you know uh introduce ushme you know um ushme uh, is someone that I've known just for, for a little bit. We're coworkers, and um, you know one, one of the things about Ushme that really stood out to me uh, when we first kind of started talking is just how passionate he is about you know his craft. And you know he's a writer, he's a director, he's an actor, he's a fashion icon. I oh, mean wow. he is he is all of these things. And so you know uh, when I was kind of coming up with this podcast you know thinking oh, who should i invite on who should be you know my first guest um kind of the first person who came to mind was oh was you. yeah wow. it's a very easy choice yeah i love this podcast already yeah. yes. <laughs> the flattery is it's it's amazing yeah well yeah of course now Ushme, would you like to you know just kind of give the audience i mean i can't intro? beat you that was pretty pretty solid <laughs> it's like I, I never look at myself that way yeah no i mean yes i am a writer filmmaker um i do act sometimes not as much uh, i only act in my stuff when i don't want to like pay other people so i'll just do it myself because you know independent filmmaking uh not uh not very cheap uh but yeah i'm primarily a, a writer and a director and uh, the fashion icon i love that yeah. i think that i hold that in a higher regard than yeah. the writing and directing i mean you check out ushmi's instagram and it's just you know fashion you know? fashion yeah. fashion i have a problem i'm, I'm not saving any money <laughs> but it's worth it Oh, that, that's great, man. Well, yeah, thank you so much for, you know, uh, coming on to the show. And just uh, real quick, of course, this is the first episode. And yes. so, uh, you know, for our listeners, I just kind of want to dive in into what this episode or, you know, what the show sure. means, what it is for, you know, me and what I hope, uh, you know, people get out of it. Kind of the whole, you know, synopsis of the show. And uh, there's kind of there's kind of two points, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Still Ticking is uh, kind of a show where I talk to people about their passions, right? And what makes them tick, right? Uh, the other thing is that, of course, still ticking. The ticking part comes from the fact that throughout this uh, entire show, uh, every single episode, uh, going to be something kind of unique to what, uh, at least to this show, that I'm not sure if any other podcast has. And that's that uh, throughout the entire thing, you're always going to be here ticking and being here and ticking. That's not the clock. It's the sound of my heart. And kind of because I've, you know, dealt, I have an artificial valve and I have, you know, heart disease. And um, and essentially there's a story behind the person, a story that you wouldn't necessarily know if you just looked at them. And so this podcast is kind of bringing those two things together, right? Our passions and the person and how they got to who they are. Um, because a lot of times those things are intertwined, right? You know, we have the sure. passions because of how we were raised or, you know, kind of those things. And so the first thing, you know, I really want to talk about is, uh, you know, your passion, right? And you mentioned writing, directing, but, you know, just tell me a little bit, you know, what makes you tick? Well, it is, it is just the love of movies mm -hmm. and to be a filmmaker and a writer, I was... I mean, this might be going back to like a little bit of a flashback there. So mm -hmm. it might be going over uh, the, you know, the sections of the, the podcast. But yes, I was, I think, 12 years old when I 
just knew I wanted to be a filmmaker. Uh, it was just so evidently clear to me that I was like, oh, I want to be a director. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even have the language for it. But, um, you know, I, I come from a film family, so it wasn't like I was at that point being um, innovative or, you know, brave in my choice to be like, oh, I want to be a director. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I think it was more obvious that I chose to do that. I, I, I always tell people, you know, I come from, I'm an, I'm an Indian, I'm an immigrant, uh, moved here from India. Uh, to here in America, but, uh, you know, there's that cliche, right? Like Indian people, they mm-hmm. want their children to be like engineers or doctors yeah. and stuff. And it's true. Most of us are, um, some stereotypes are true. Uh, but in my case, you know, I'm, I, I always tell people I was, my parents were so happy. I didn't tell them I want to be a doctor because mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, you're, you're too dumb for that. And it's true. I am. I'm really bad at math. I still can do simple multiplication stuff. So, um, so yeah, so it wasn't like I was being brave by that choice, but I knew very well, very early that I needed to do this. I needed to be a filmmaker and, um, especially a filmmaker, you know, I, I, I I never was interested in acting, even though my, my family is full of actors Mm -hmm. back home in India. But for me, it was all about like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this. I want to direct movies. And that's the thing that's kept me going. And, um. For, for, for early on, I think when I was younger, it was just like to be famous, to be very honest. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a great way to become famous and earn a lot of money and, you know, uh, jet set around the world. But then slowly as you go older, you know, you start seeing the things that you like and then movies were like, oh, my God, this is so great. Yeah. And, and of course, there's a deeper meaning to that. But I'm sure we'll get to all of that stuff as well. Yeah. No, that, that's great. You know, uh, you know, you're talking about how you're, you come from a family of creatives and you know in the film and television world this is something i'm learning uh you know right now so like uh you said lots of actors is sort of like your parents like are they they actors yes yes okay, so, so my my parents um both were uh, my mom was an actor until she married my dad mm-hmm. and my dad is still acting in india and then uh, so you know and then i have three other siblings so I'm, we're four so mm-hmm. each of them wants to be an actor it's only i was the one who was like oh, i want to direct and I was like, that's where the real power is, you know, like, I don't want to act, you know, like, yeah, I want to yeah. be in charge of this, of this whole thing. Yeah. Because you see, pretty soon you realize that a filmmaker, you know, you got to be that to have total creative control. I mean, yeah. not total creative control, but it is a director's medium, right? Filmmaking. Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to someone, um, I was talking to someone who, who, you know, we were talking about directing and why we like directing. And, um, I was saying, it's not about the control, but it is about the control, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's like you said, it's, it's having, you know, essentially that's, that's plea. the stuff that you want to put out there. And you yeah. know, you, you, you guess the only way you can put a stamp on it. Yeah. I mean, as a director, you have, it's, it's yours, right? You have a, you play a part in every single step of the way. And, um, you know, you bring your vision to yeah, life, yeah, right? Exactly. So I was like, I don't want to be an actor and get yeah. ordered around. I want to yeah. be the one ordering people around. You yeah. Know? Uh, I have a giant ego, so it was like, <laughs> oh, this is the perfect profession for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, yes. So that, so that's why I said, like, it's not. It wasn't like a huge, uh, uh, brave decision to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I knew very early on that yeah. I, I would, and I, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm lucky because I've never wanted a different thing in my life. I've mm-hmm. just wanted that. I'm 34 years old, and since I was 12, this is the only thing I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. So, and I do you know, meet people and you realize, you know, not everyone, 
which is what I think your podcast is talking about is those what keeps us ticking and mm-hmm. not everyone really has that sometimes. And, you know, it's, and, you know, it's nice to hear someone be like, Oh, I want it. Not, not just me. I'm not talking about myself, but even when you hear someone else being like, yeah, I've wanted this for like 30 years or whatever, mm-hmm. it does give you that. You're like, Oh wow, that's cool. Like that's the stuff you want to hear about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you talked about how you're an immigrant, you know, you're from in- India. Um, when, did that immigration happen? Was that a family thing? Was that something that... Yeah, so no, I've always wanted to move to uh, Hollywood in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, find, uh, even though, as I said, my parents are actors and my dad you know, was to look in Bollywood movies, you know. I grew up more watching Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. Like my mom would show me all the Hollywood films, you know, and uh, I, I watched like Return of the Jedi 72 times when I was like a child because I would cry so much my mother would be like here watch this shut up you know and Mm -hmm. that's the reason i'm here today literally is because i saw that movie way too many times Mm -hmm. um but yeah so it was i grew up watching those movies and even though obviously now you you realize oh there was no one like me in those movies it was just you know primarily white actors and uh, not really much uh, even the talk of diversity but still i just loved those movies so much i love i grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s you know so i was like wow i want to do this uh but then of course also you know, when I was 12, you know, that same time, I, you know, realizing I was gay. So that was also a big turning point for me personally. Again, at, at 12, I didn't know I was gay, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I started to realize, oh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking differently here than my brothers. They're all talking about, you know, that female actor where I'm thinking about the male <laughs> actor. Uh, so unless they're all are thinking this same thing, I'm, I'm different or I know I'm in, weird, you know, as you say. Uh, but yeah, so that was also a big reason because, uh, when I grew up and I was like, okay, if I want a, a life as a, uh, openly gay man, I, I got to go somewhere where that's possible. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I still think it was my love for like movies in Hollywood. That was the main reason to come here. Mm-hmm. The other aspect was just icing on the cake because it could have easily been not the case, right? Even here in LA, it could have not been a, um, healthy environment to be that, but it just turned out to be, it was so. Yeah. So when did you, when did you come to Los Angeles? Uh, it'll be seven years now. Okay. Seven years ago. Yeah. So you were living in India, uh, that entire time before that? And then... Yeah. All okay. the time. Yeah. Throughout yeah. in India. I worked a bit in India too, and worked like in movies as a, a assistant director and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but always wanted to be here and, you know, oh. parents supportive and they were like, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this much. It's not cheap to, <laughs> to be, uh, an immigrant here in, yeah. in LA because, yeah, you come here to study, which is really expensive. And then even after you graduate, you can't get like a normal job yeah. <laughs> because you're on a visa. So until you get that ability to yeah. get your green card, it's pretty much you're dependent on them, you know? Yeah, it's like finding success in Los Angeles is already ridiculously exactly, hard. Exactly, exactly. And you have like this whole other kind of obstacle or, you know. Yeah, yeah, whole, no, because there would be back, so many yeah. times where I would get like a good interview at a big company mm-hmm. and big agencies and it's happened where I've been like, Oh, I've you've been selected, but some visa complication has always gone in the way, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you're already trying to make it here plus with that. Yeah. Um, so basically what I'm trying to say is like, I'm here because of my parents, like literally because of them. Gotcha. Yeah. If they didn't, if they couldn't, if they didn't support me, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. That's as it's always awesome to have. I know there's a lot of people, um, whose parents, especially with the, with moving to Los Angeles, like, Moving to Los Angeles is essentially like this. Well, everyone moves for the same reason. 
Yeah. Right. Everyone comes to Los Angeles for the same reason. Now, whether it's like for acting or directing or writing or whatever, but we all come here for this industry. Right. There's a lot of people whose parents don't support them. Yeah. Uh, you know, my parents, I'm very, very lucky to have parents who support me. It sounds like you're in the same boat, we're, right? We're you lucky know, people. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, now, I kind of going off of that, like, Moving to Los Angeles for anyone is a, is a really big step, uh, especially coming out of country. I mean, the other side of the world. Like, did you have any people, like any connections you knew when you came here, or was it just like, did you come here? It's like, all right, I gotta you know build this. I mean, obviously you're building from scratch, but like, you know, what, what was that like? Uh, well, it was it was pretty scary. I yeah. mean, it it uh, the, those and, you know people say like it takes you five years to get you know, to be, feel at home in LA. I've heard it a couple of times. Like people say that. I think it's kind of true. Uh, it didn't take me five years, but it definitely, uh, for that, um, that first year was really hard. And, and no, I didn't know anyone here. I mean, we used to, we used to visit a lot to LA, like in the summer, my, my dad would come here. So it was not like, I didn't know. I mean, also I was like a kid when we used to, so it's not like I knew the place. It was brand new to me. Uh, but I, again, I've always wanted to live here. So it was kind of like a dream come true. But of course, staying away from your family and, you know, like Indian families, we always stay together. We never leave the house. You know, we never leave our parents' house. And like, it's it's odd for us if we even mention to like, hey, I'm getting married. I'm going to leave the house. It's like, it's dramatic if you do that, you know. So for me to leave home and come here, it was, it was really hard, you know, and it's still it's still hard sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, no, it's it's very hard. And, and it definitely doing it from another country. Thankfully, I mean, I was... It wasn't much of a culture shock, thankfully, you know, because I was already like whatever I learned from uh, learn of America was from Hollywood. So I was like, "Ah, I know what to do. I want to go to a prom or, you know, like (laughs) all that, you know, all those cliches. So uh, not much of a culture shock, but definitely missing home and missing your family was really hard for that. Yeah. Uh, For those for that one year, at least. But thankfully, then my sister joined me. She also and a school here, film school here. So oh, okay. that time, then it was like a little bearable. Did you, know? you guys come together at the same time or was she here first? Uh, a little, a little separate from each other. Okay. Yes, yes. But gotcha. almost, it, not far enough. Like it was it was good enough for me to be like, oh, there she is, you mm-hmm. know. And so it was good to always have a little family here. And then, you know, uh, but then, yeah, yeah, but then you get going and then and still, I mean, still you have days when you're kind of like, oh God, I, I miss my family, especially when they visit and when they fly back. That first day is really yeah. hard. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, now here's my life's here and, you know, I'm building blocks here. So yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. Now you're in Los Angeles. You kind of, you just, you just came from India. Like what, what did you do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see. Yeah. How did you get started? Right. Um, obviously, you know, you said you, st- you stayed here, you went, like you went to school, but like, what was that process of kind of like, you know, you really are starting from not, from zero, yeah, from the ground yeah. level, and so like, what what was that, and how did you get to? I mean, you have a, you have a big following now. You're very, you know, you have, um, you know, you've got screenings at you know these, these oh, yeah. big events. I mean, I you know, for those of you who are listening, um, Ujme is constantly telling, me, oh yeah, I went to this you know screening for this at OCAA or UTA, and, you know, like <laughs> oh, the, these for those of you who aren't in the industry, these are like the places like these are the biggest like very exclusive agencies in yeah Los and you have you have these connections right and so like how how did how did that happen you know yeah i don't know i i it's it's a great question because when i first came here i was so scared mm-hmm. because i was like what's how is how am i even gonna like meet people or forget that like how am i gonna have a career like those things are so daunting 
uh, and more than that, like, am I even good at this job? Like, am I, can I even write and direct properly? And thankfully in my case, film school was a miracle. Like I went to the New York film Academy here in Burbank, uh, California. And it was just the best thing mm -hmm. ever. Like I did screenwriting over there and changed my life. You know, my professors, I owe them everything. If, if, if I get a little bit successful, hopefully I do. It's all because of them, like mm -hmm. the way they taught me. So that really helped. And I think from then on, I was, I think for me, I pretty much learned early on is that you got to take the risks. You got to just put your stuff out there and like not wait until something is perfect because you know when we first start out we're so scared of like i mean at least i was like hey i don't think the script is ready i don't want to mm -hmm. show it to anyone and yeah sure don't show like a bad script like if you know like oh 10 people are saying this sucks don't show that you know but if like six people are saying it's pretty good maybe it's pretty good you mm -hmm. know so i was just more um i don't know just riskier adventurous and i would i i keep uh, whatever i would write for school i would send it out to film festivals mm -hmm. and screenwriting competitions and you know it just started showing like mm -hmm. uh, my first year while I was in film school my script was at the Academy Nickel Fellowship really uh, yes it was uh, it was in their uh, top and we landed in the top 10% that mm -hmm. year yeah so we semi semi-final right quarter quarter, quarter yeah, yeah quarter-ish yeah, yeah. gotcha. um, so that was like whoa you know yeah. like oh this is great and I hate talking about myself so please don't think I'm showing no, off people no no and like um, I I <laughs> I, for people again, because I feel like lots of hopefully most people yes, who, yes, yes. who aren't in the industry listen to this. The Nickel is the most prestigious screenwriting competition there is because it's hosted by the Academy and mm -hmm. they're the ones that do the Oscars. And so, like um, screenwriting competitions in general are a great way to kind of break in. They're very expensive, right? It is very yeah. much an investment that you're making, and you kind of have to be careful about the ones that you you know exactly. you invest in because some hold a lot more weight than others. Um, but like the nickel, for example, um, if you if you get like top ten percent, you you can start querying agents and managers and be like, hey, you know, I I, I got ten to top ten percent of nickel, and uh, and that really gets their attention. That is the only uh, script competition, screenwriting competition that quarter quarter finalist is like, oh my god, this guy's like a re this this person's a really good <laughs> god, writer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, stuff like that started happening and I was like, oh, this is good. I mean, more than, that, more than I mean, obviously getting into the competition is huge, but mm -hmm. just for me personally, I was like, okay, fine, I, maybe I don't suck. Maybe yeah. I can do this, you know? So right out of film school, I had a string of like those competition successes and yeah, that led, you know, that, that led to everything else, you know, just the fact that I was getting into these competitions repeatedly over and over again. I started getting attention from managers and agents and uh, and that's literally how it happened. Like yeah. once I graduated from school, I did a bunch of like internships too at many companies, which doesn't pay. Uh, yeah. This is where, again, my, my parents come into, yeah. you know, thanking them that they were like, oh, no, do it. It's a good internship, you know, where so but made contacts there. You know, you do development things there. You get their attention and. Yeah, and, I, and I'm always like, you know, when you were talking about those screenings and stuff, like I would always like if I got invited anywhere, even if I didn't, I'd just find a way to like go to those yep. places just to like network and meet people uh, because it is true. It is it is it is kind of like how many people know you and uh, 
how they know you. It's kind of, yep. it truly is that. And it, it's, it's, I don't know, I hate to say it, but it is tr- kind of true. And it, again, I don't want to like, you know, make, make networking sound like it's bad or anything. It's, it's a way to do it properly and way to do it sleazy. And I hope I'm doing it properly. Yeah. I mean, this industry is who you know. Like that's, just, that's literally what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've worked in agency for even done anything for two minutes in this, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we can contact. I have this contact at this place that can contact this person that can get us yeah. contact with this person. So it's literally all about who you know. Well, what was I'm curious, what was the first short that you made outside of school? So, yeah, that was the one. I, I don't know if I shared it with you or not, but it was the one I made after the pandemic. So okay. I graduated in 2017. So uh, I was I wasn't I was just writing after okay. that. I was writing gotcha. a bunch of scripts. I wrote like three, three features, three wow. pilots, stuff like that, you know. And again, just constantly. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it wasn't like I wasn't like after the thing, I was just concentrating on writing and getting better at that because I always wanted to write and direct, you know. So I was creating, but just on paper. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't like to read, you know, even if, yeah. you know, and I get it. You know, if I, I used to work at a development thing too, and yeah. we get scripts, so many scripts, right? So you can't sit through a 120 page script if it's bad. You just, you just read the first 10 pages or 15 and you yeah. stop reading, you know? Yeah. So I get it. I didn't blame people for being like, oh, here comes another yeah. query and letter. And I'm going to read 90 pages. Uh, so I just realized, no, I got to show something. I yeah. got to show these people that, oh, I can make a film or make a short. And that's why after the pandemic, I made um, a pilot, um, a, a short based on my pilot, which is called uh, Gay Asian Immigrant. Uh, it's kind of like a comedy, 10-minute um, short of that pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first one I made. And it was after the, and it was pretty simple. It was kind of like 10 minutes, kind of like a small pilot episode mm-hmm. and, uh, but, but that, that actually, thank God I did that because again, it was one of those things I was like, you know, I just got to do it. I got to better myself. And, and that is there, that I sold that, um, um, like last year, uh, the pilot, because again, it ended up in, in big competition. You say you sold that? Yes. So really? Yes. To like, so it was in film festivals. Uh, it was in Outfest. It was in Rhode Island and dances with film. So good enough where people wow. were like, oh, I want to see that. And um, and then they saw it and they liked it. And then I, you know, I did it, yeah. So I met this production company and they liked it and we optioned it. And then we, from then on, they were like developing. We still, I still, they still have the option okay. for it. And wow. then through that, I give them other titles of mine, other scripts, which I had ready to go. So they, honestly, they have like most of my scripts that yeah. this company, you know, gotcha. I have it optioned with them. So that's amazing. So yeah. So again, again, one of those like I just I was like I got to do it, and um, <laughs> seems to be the theme. Wait, so you say you studied screenwriting in school. Did you always know when you were doing screenwriting that you wanted to be a director, or was it kind of through the process of screenwriting that you were like, oh, you know what? These words that I'm putting on the page, I also want to put them into camera as well. Yeah. No, I think it was the other way around. Okay. Oh, I really? always wanted to direct. Uh, but I all, but my favorite filmmakers are writer directors. You yeah. know, I love Alexander Payne. Mm-hmm. I love all these filmmakers. So George Lucas, right? Um, so all these filmmakers, they write their stuff too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, I want to re- study how to write. Mm-hmm. So it was the other way around, honestly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I want to do that. So, um, so writing came later. The directing was always there. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you there. I, I, per- I don't know. I personally hate writing. 
hate it. It's horrible. Yeah. It sucks. I hate it. It's a horrible process. But it's like, I have stories I need to tell. And so I have to do the writing to get to the directing portion. So, um, so you bring up uh, gay Asian immigrant, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of one of the, the first stepping points I wanted to talk about. Um, sure. So, I, I mean, like you said, that is a big, I mean, I didn't even know you sold it and got, you know, got it. So it's still, you know, lots of stuff in development with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, what was that process of making that first, that first short out of school, you know, the funding, the, obviously the, when I, when I said, oh, he, he's an actor at the beginning, that was, you know, correct, I, saw, correct, I saw the trailer correct, and I'm like, correct, you know, correct. he's in it. So what, what was that process like? Well, I mean, that was, again, I mean, it was after the pandemic. Uh, I, I, I actually went back to India for during the whole of 2020. So, okay. yeah, because yeah. I wasn't here when I was like, at, especially in the beginning there, you were like, oh, the world is ending. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I want to go back to my family. You yeah. Know? yeah, I went back to Northern California, so our trips were about the same. You Correct, know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not staying here. I mean... Uh, I can't think about the Oscars when the, yeah. you know the world is going to end. So yeah, so because I was there, you know, it was good. I saved a lot of money, and I when I came back, I was like, okay, now I gotta, you know, I have this money that I wasn't here in LA, which mm-hmm. I saved. Uh, of course, again, parents helped out. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. I did it all by myself. I don't want to sound like you know it was so easy for me. No. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I came back, and then yeah, I was just like. Let's do it. It's the first time I was making something here. I never made something here. So thankfully, again, you know, this is where the people you know come in to help. I, you know, in film school, you meet producer friends, you meet director friends and Mm -hmm. cinematography friends, you know, and you get in touch with them and they help you meet people and they help you meet people. And then next thing you know, you have a whole crew who's Mm -hmm. willing to do it because they like the script and it's not a lot of money, but, you know, I promise I'll pay you on time and I'll pay you perfectly what, you know, I promised you. Uh, yeah, it was three days. It, I mean, I shot it at my place here and, you know, in Burbank and uh, it was great. It was yeah. just, it was great because I didn't want it to be too flashy with that first one. And I thought, cause I was still like learning visual muscles, you know, visual yeah. muscles as a filmmaker. So I was just like, you know what, let's just keep it simple. Let's just make this about the story. Yeah. Cause again, I wanted it to be like TV. So not as much as a visual footprint, just, uh, just the script working. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's incredible that you had something that you wrote, you shot in your apartment Mm -hmm. that made it to film festivals and then got sold and I know, right? Crazy. And, you know, again, I think that's, it's the beauty of like, when it comes to making stuff is like the good stuff rises to the top, you know? Uh, obviously there's, you know, steps and, you know, but like it stands out and clearly, you know, you made something that was great and you know, the P you put it in front of people that were able to recognize what was great, you know, starting all the way back, you know, you mentioned the nickel, right? You're putting yeah. it in front of you're, you're giving yourself those opportunities. Um, that's awesome. Now, um, one of the things I remember, you know, we were talking about before, um, was you, and I believe it's the newest short film that you, you're, um, that you're going to be screening here in uh, you know a week or so as at while we're you know as of the time that we're recording this yes, podcast. Yes, um, It's your newest short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's called Feed Me, right? Yes. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a horror comedy. It's my third short in like three years, so I want to keep that going. I, I'd always said like I'll do three, and then I'm next thing I'm going to do is a feature. Okay. Uh, I feel with this one, the whole point of it was to, as I said, learn those visual yeah. muscles, you know, as a filmmaker. I thought horror was the best genre to do it. I love horror. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's a horror comedy. It's about, you know, a guy trying to 
just be healthy and eat healthy and then in the middle of the night um, he gets haunted by hunger uh, so uh, it's something I deal with every night trying mm-hmm. to be healthy and eat the right foods and stuff you know so I was like oh it'll be an interesting horror movie yeah. if if at night and because you know hunger pangs always come at night they always come yep. after dinner you know you're like watching TV and you're like oh shit I yeah. want to eat that ice cream, you know, no. Yeah, he's talking about eating healthy while I, I put Oreos out on the yeah. table for uh, him. I'm going to hide these now. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Cameron. Yeah, yeah it really helps. Um, so the, you're telling me that you had a film that was going to a festival that was Oscar qualifying. Is it Feed Me or was it a different Well, film? that was my last one. Okay, that so was the one, one when in we, the middle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was the one when we just met when I had invited okay. you uh, it was in March of okay. no April of this year. Yeah, gotcha. That's okay. the one I made last year, okay. and that was the one that played at the festival this year. So, gotcha. Feed Me hasn't like started its festival run. Hopefully, there is oh, one. Yeah, you know, because yeah. uh, the screening that I this invited the, you, this, this is, is like premiere. the first like time I'm showing gotcha. it to people who you know who I want to p- watch. What is it like sitting in the theater showing something that you've made with people who? Just, I mean, especially you're in the festivals, they don't know who you are. Yeah. Right? What, what is that like? Horrible. I never do it. <laughs> I never, I'm never in the theater watching the movie. I find it excruciating because it's, it's like getting graded for your paper in front of your teacher. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to know that. I want to, I just want to, I, I just want a verdict. Either you liked it or you didn't like it. The process of people watching my movie while I'm in the theater, I find excruciating mm. because I just don't know. I don't, I never enjoy it. I'm always like looking at, look, did they get that? Did they get this? You know, like why is no one laughing here? And mm-hmm. why are they, you know, behaving this way, that way? So I would never enjoy it. It's excruciating. So, so no, have you, have you done it? You I've just, never you've seen, never done it. Yeah. No okay. matter where it's playing, uh, gotcha. I just can't see it. I huh. just find it. Yeah. I, I get, you know, I mean, not that I am anywhere like those actors, but I get when actors say, you know, like, yeah, and we hate watching ourselves. And I Adam think Driver. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it because it is kind of like, oh God, like, why would you like even this podcast? I'm so dread dreaded to hear my own voice. And yeah. then, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I'm not going to listen to this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because I can't hear myself. Yeah, I'll just listen to your bits, you know, and uh, I was I was doing I was testing the microphones with my roommate uh, about a week ago and she was like, "Uh oh, she said this microphone's going to feed my ego. She's like, as soon as it's in front of me, I just like, oh, I feel like I'm important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just the uh, inverse happens. No, I, I can't watch my stuff. Yeah. Like I find it excruciating. Even if someone's reading my script in front of me, I'm like, OK, I'll oh, just yeah. see you later. You know, like I'm yeah. not going to hang around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's painful. Um, in the filmmaking process, yes. right? What, what is your favorite part? Um, I do, I think I like the, I like principal photography. I like it when okay. you're on set and getting the shots and, you know, and you see a shot you've had in mind for so long mm-hmm. and you're finally doing it and it's coming out exactly like you want it to. Not exactly, close to it at least. It's amazing. But it's, it's painful. Just like writing is painful even, you know shooting it is painful everything is painful filmmaking yeah. is just horrible yeah. it's just like you you get why people need to really love it to to do it to themselves it's yeah. it's not easy but yeah i do like the filmmaking process a lot yeah. i think it's it's the best when you finish a, a day 12 hour day and you like oh let's see the let's see the dailies and you see that one shot and i was like yeah yeah i'm cool yeah you know yeah, yeah. so your your writing process um a lot, a lot of filmmakers and, um, you know, 
put will put like different percentages of themselves you know you know what i'm mean but yeah yeah, yeah into yeah. their into their scripts into their writing you know uh you know everyone puts a little bit uh, I of mean, your script is yourself um you know uh but then you have you know movies like marriage story uh which are you know uh noah bombach's like literally his, his you know life, his yeah. situation put on the screen uh, when it comes to your writing is there is there how, how do you approach that? You know, is it, obviously I feel like in every script's going to be different. Like gay, uh, Asian immigrants yeah. going to be one thing versus feed me's, you know, as you said, it's You know, you get hungry during the yeah, night, but exactly. like, um, you know, how does that process work for you as you're, you know, you're writing? Yeah, no, when I first started out, I would make, I would, I would, I was, th- I would think that my point of view was in like, no one wanted to hear it because mm-hmm. also it's such a specific point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm an immigrant, I'm South Asian, I'm gay. It's like it's not a lot of people who are going through all those three things at the same time. So I would make like generalized scripts. But that's the thing, you know, when you go to film school and you have a good professor, they tell you, no, that's what makes you special. It's like lean into that. Right. You the more specific you are, the better your story is. And it's so true. So, yeah, no, I put myself in all of my stories, like everything, even if it's not directly related to my experience it's my point of view of that Mm -hmm. story right like if i'm making a horror movie how is it uh how can i make this a movie that only i can make Mm -hmm. like that's how i look at it so but yeah no i mean even other than that all my protagonists are usually immigrants or south asian or gay or Mm -hmm. queer you know like um so i try to keep that lens in it as well because again i think that's what makes those stories special or not special, maybe unique, mm-hmm. uh, because it is from that point of view. So yeah, of course, I put literally everything in there yeah. all the time because you need to tap into that. Yeah. You know, make it make it your own. Absolutely. So Ushme, we've talked about you know where you came from. We talked about kind of where you're at right now, and then uh, I want to talk about you know the future, right? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously. <laughs> Who knows? Who right? knows? The industry is in the worst state it's been in a very long oh time. Oh my god! Right yeah, um, <laughs> it's really unfortunate to watch unfold. But you know, um, obviously, you know, you're still making things. You're still constantly, yeah. Like, um, you know, you have this passion. Like, what for you is kind of the best case scenario? Like, what do you? Yeah. What do you see your future? You know, what do you? What do you want? <laughs> uh, I mean, I I always uh, if I can have just a career as a filmmaker, you know, how however big or small it is, just just the fact that I can get movies made and 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 they come and they come out and yeah. enough people watch them so I can make another movie, yeah. I'd be happy with that. You know, like if that's my life, I'd be yeah. the most happiest. Of course, you know that's just the uh, the humble the humble yeah. way of it. But yeah. of course, do I want to win? You know, uh, dozens of Academy Awards. Yeah. yeah. Do I want to make a billion dollars for sure? Yeah. But that's just, this is just, this is, I'll be happy with just that too. Yeah. And I know even that's a big deal. Not everyone can have a career like that, you know, where you get to keep making movies for the rest of your life. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, even the the point where you're at right now with, you know, having, because you, you have a manager, right? Yes. Yes. Hey, you have a manager. You're, you know, doing these screenings, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but again, it's like, you're always, always continuing to reach for success. Um, but you, you've, you found success, you know, you are successful and, you know, but you always, yeah. You oh yeah. You more. always it's want more. Yeah. Thing, yeah. No, 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 you no. Know, it's, I it's mean, it's good to want it. I think, you yeah. know, you got to always keep, never become comfortable and 
keep yeah. chasing after it. But but yeah, that's the that's the humble version of my dream yeah. is just have that. You know, hopefully <laughs> someone's like, oh yeah, we liked your movie. Here's million dollars. Yeah, go make go. this other movie. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, you said you said three shorts and a feature. Do you have an idea? Do you have something written for the feature? Do you know? That's what I'm actually going through hell right now to mm -hmm. figure out because because I think I'm like be thinking too much about it and being like, oh my god, this is my first film. Yeah. It's got to be uh, this that. And I'm kind of like, no. I think I should just like ask myself the simple question: is like, what can I make? What is filmable? You know, because yeah. you know, because the budget is the biggest reason yeah. something is never going to get made. So just ask myself what's filmable and what's the story I want to tell. And if I can find those two answers in a, in a story, I'll write that. But yeah. right now I have like so many ideas in yeah. my head and I'm like, I don't know what to do. But, but I do know once, once the screening that we've, we've been talking about for so long, yeah, once that happens, I've decided to be like, okay, now you got to be harsh, yeah. you know, figure it out, bro. Because I do, I really do want to start at least prepping it by next year. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I no. really do want to start prepping it by next year. No, yeah. I mean, a feature is such a massive... I can't even, yeah. Massive undertaking. Um, if there was just one genre that you were just like, okay, this is the genre I'm working in for the rest of my life, do you kind of know which one? Like, It, it would be like something in comedy and like a mm -hmm. mashup of comedy, like okay, an action sure. comedy or a horror comedy or yeah. a romantic comedy. But comedy being the central you know, the theme of it because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love it. I love them. I love making people laugh. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. I love comedies and nobody makes them anymore either. So it's yeah. like, which is sad, but. Do you, you have know. any comedies that you're like, oh yeah, these are the ones that like I'm always going back to or comedies that you're like. Yeah, I mean, I these ones like I grew up with like Dumb and Dumber, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of Jim Carrey, you know, there a lot of Ferrelli brother movies, like mm -hmm. there's something about Mary and all those amazing movies, you know, mm -hmm. so. So yeah, most of the all those like teen movies, you know, Mean Girls, all that stuff, where mix of both, you know. Yeah. So yeah, comedies for sure. That's gotcha. that should be the central ingredient. Awesome. Well, this is kind of like, is there anything else that you really you know want to talk about or you wanna you wanna bring up? I mean, hopefully you know you got something from I. I found this all just so fascinating. And, oh no, you know, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah. You're welcome. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I, 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 the, the sheer fact that I get to talk about myself, I don't mind that at all, you know. So I'm, I'm always down to talk about myself. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't think I'm at a place to give any advice or anything. But <laughs> so I'm not going to be yeah. like, do this. Uh, yeah. No, no I'm totally. just going to say, like, I, I have a lot of friends who are also obviously yep. in LA. We, most of us are trying to write and direct and do multiple other things. And I'll just, I just, I always tell them like so many of my friends too, it's just like, do it, yeah. you know, and just put your stuff out there. You never know what's going to work and don't let people tell you what you can or cannot do. It's just, you know, I don't think anyone can tell you, especially in this industry. So everything is so subjective. Gotcha. What's good for me is yeah. not good for someone else. So it doesn't yeah, mean no. no one sucks technically, you know? <laughs> so yeah, if I leave you with something, it's try gotcha now one final thing i want to do before uh you know our episode comes to an end is ushme sees me he's probably seen me over here for the last few seconds fiddling with my phone he's like who's this asshole who's trying to yeah. interview me while he's on his phone and i want to do you're the first person to do you know to be on the podcast so you didn't know this was coming uh i want to do of course we're called still ticking we gotta do a little time-based game okay um so i'm going to give you 30 seconds mm -hmm. 
You talked about, you know, you know this uh, short film coming out called Feed Me. Yeah. I'm going to give you 30 seconds mm-hmm. to plan your perfect final meal. My perfect final meal. Your perfect final meal. Okay? Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, 30 seconds okay. starting now. So uh, my perfect final meal is going to be like uh, spaghetti bolognese. Bolognese. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how to say that properly. Uh, don't don't kill me, people. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's gonna be. It's actually my friend in India. Her his mother makes the best spaghetti bolognese I've ever had. Okay. So I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna be like hey um you know it's gonna be my final meal. Don't ask me why. I'm maybe going to Mars. <laughs> Not dying, you know. I'm just migrating yeah. to my, you know, uh, and be like, hey, please. All right, you that's know. it. Oh, there you, yes, you're done. <laughs> um, yeah, spaghetti bolognese. There's this restaurant called Cento. Have you been there? No, I have not. It's this pasta place. Okay. I don't don't ask me where it is because it's Los Angeles. I just know it's somewhere here. Uh, I'll Google it. I will use that. Technology. They have a gnocchi bolognese. It's not Ooh. spaghetti, but it's gnocchi and it's delicious. Um, but yeah, with that, Ushme, thank you so much thank for you. joining me on our first episode oh of Still Ticking. Um, if you've made it this far, folks, thank you so much for listening. You know, we've got, um, this is just the beginning. I've got some fantastic, you know, creators, um, writers, directors, actors. Uh, it's not all going to be film stuff. I know you're kind of, if you're listening, you're like, oh, well, it seems like it's all film stuff. Yeah. Yeah. To begin with, probably, because these are the people that I know. I'm in Los Angeles, but, you know, we're going to get, you know, people who have, very love sports and farming and all these, you know, different things. Um, hopefully y'all enjoyed the first episode. Ushme, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for having joining, me. being our first guest. Um, but yeah, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week on Still Ticking. <laughs>